0: Hi, I'm Alex L. And I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. You know, the deeper you go, the more things come up. And a topic very important to my work self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girls, I am back in the studio. Can you tell uh, the sound quality is much better than in my closet? Um, It has been so hard being away, but I'm really, really happy to be back. The baby is adjusting very well. I'm actually six weeks postpartum today, and Isla is at home uh, with her dad, hopefully not giving him too much of a hard time. But um, it's it's awesome to be back in the studio and recording season three of the Hey Girl podcast. Uh, we could not be where we are today without you. Thank you all so much for listening, for sharing, and for finding yourselves um, in other women's stories, because that is what... The Hey Girl Podcast is about it is about building community through storytelling and building sisterhood through storytelling, and hopefully, you know we see ourselves in um these stories that are shared. so with all of that being said, I um kicked off my chat today uh, for season three with um chef and author Jarrell Guy of Chocolate for basil, a wonderful, wonderful woman, awesomely talented photographer. And um, and chef. Her story is pretty remarkable. And I highly recommend you go get her new book, Black Girl Baking. It is equipped with everything you need to be hands on in the kitchen. And you know, representation matters. So for us women of color, seeing another black woman share her story through food and language is phenomenal. Today, Jarrell and I talk about self-care in the kitchen, self-celebration through food, and creating an escape through food. We touch on a lot of different things, like how she got started, when she got started, and what was her first pivotal moment in the food space. And she tells a lovely story about some bonding that she shared with her mom. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It is wonderful. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you this morning? It's so good to have you on the show.
1: I am so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) You are our first guest of season three, and I could not be more excited. This is coming at a great time, too, because you just released a book, yes?
1: Yes, I did. I did, and I'm
0: super excited.
1: I have butterflies. I think I've had butterflies for an entire month now (laughs) since it's released. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's amazing. And I wanted you on the back cover of it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I like yes. I called you immediately because I just think that, you know, like the things that you talk about, they, they touch me so much. And I think that although we are in different spaces, you know, mm-hmm. like you, I, I am in the food space and you're in, I mean, they're both the wellness space. Absolutely. I, I just feel like I I wanted I wanted to speak to people that I think look up to you too, you know, because that's really, you know, I wanted to merge both of those spaces.
0: Well, I had a fangirl moment when you asked me to put a blurb on the back of your book. So, I am honored to have my words there, and the book is stunning. I ordered, um, I ordered a copy, and you sent me a copy, and they're just wonderful. <laughs> you did order one? I did, I did. Um So, before we dive into chocolate for basil and black girl baking, please tell the Hey Girl listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh my gosh, I feel like that's such a loaded question. <laughs> I, uh, I. So I, I food blog, like I have a food blog Mm -hmm.
0: um,
1: and it's, it's really just a space where I can have casual conversations about what I'm cooking with, with my partner Mm -hmm. who is a vegetarian Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, uh, and, and yeah, so it's just, it's just a a loose space Mm -hmm. and I have fun creating content and, and sharing whatever I'm doing in the kitchen space. Um, and I also do food photography mm-hmm. and I think I get to play a lot on my Instagram mm-hmm. chocolate for basil, mm-hmm. um, and, and just share beautiful, um, inspired, you know, uh, food. Awesome. So I, I basically, am just playing, playing all day in the kitchen. And I think that's, that's what I want to continue to do is just have fun with this this medium and and get people inspired to, 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 to come back into the kitchen and do their own things.
0: So when did you decide to start Chocolate for Basil online? Did you start the blog first or did you start your social media account first? Both of which I'm... are swoon worthy. I literally go on your page <laughs> and I try not to stalk and like, like <laughs> everything from like these photos are stunning and just the food looks great what Um, came first
1: i i I started the blog first i started chocolate for basil back in 2012 um and it started as a food food traveling blog Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just it was very loose but i started it because of the relationship that i was in at the time um it was it was a bad relationship Mm -hmm. and it was, um, kind of sucking me dry and it was, is just really intense and a young situation. And, and I started the blog as a way to kind of escape from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it started off as me traveling up the East coast and I would just write wherever I, uh, wherever we ate. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but just writing about food, writing about something that I, You know, I really didn't know much about it at the time. You know, like I was was such an amateur, Mm -hmm. but but I knew that I was passionate about it, and I knew that I could tell you what I was um, experiencing. You know, like textures and things like that, and I and I I knew what my body was telling me was going on with the food. But you know, like I I wasn't I wasn't like these other food bloggers, and um, and I kind of just I I mean that didn't stop me from doing it, but I but I did I just. Wrote about, you know, I I remember I started it when I moved to Dallas right after I graduated from uh, college, Mm -hmm. and uh, the first and I'm the first post that I wrote about was tortilla chips, Mm -hmm. and I just, you know, like it was just really random, but it was, um, it was so therapeutic for me, you know, like I just enjoyed talking about my this really mundane seemingly mundane experience at a restaurant eating tortilla chips. But for me, I I didn't eat tortilla chips. Like this was really new. So it it was an ingredient that I, I felt like was worthy of, you know, like highlighting, like this is, I don't sit around eating tortilla chips all the time, but this is something that people do in Texas. Like this is, you know, like their appetizer. And that was fun Mm -hmm. for me to
0: to kind of make comments on that. That is amazing to hear because we often find um ourselves in these hard situations and bringing light to them through tapping into self-care and self-love. So it seems like that's what you did specifically in this relationship that you were in, you know, that you needed to fill yourself up in some way. I want to kind of talk about that. Um how yeah. did you decide that, you know, you were going to dive into the food space as a way of therapy and a way kind of a way to escape what you were going through in your relationship like why food why not something else
1: well just for since I was a little girl I mean I I think back to my first memory with my mom Mm -hmm. um, my first memory of just loving food like this is when I decided that I like it was, it was something that stood out more than other things in my life was, was, um, a memory with my mom, um, sharing this food from her Island. She's from, she's from Guam. So she's from the Micronesian islands mm-hmm. and, uh, the food there, um, is like, it's, it has American influences because it's a U.S. territory, mm-hmm. um, and an army base, but it also has Portuguese and Spanish influence and, and, um, Uh, Filipino influence. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she came to the States to live with my dad, my dad is very, um, he, he's, you know, like, he's a Southern boy, you Mm -hmm. know, like he loves soul food. He loves, um, he, he's just very traditional and he's very rigid. Like he won't, he won't shift out of that, you know, like, so (laughs) it, so, so for my mom, you know, coming from, from her Island, which she grew up very poor, you know, like she grew up, um, on a, like she lived on a, a an abandoned bus like they uh they farmed all of their ingredients they grew everything it was just very you know uh uh self you know like sustaining mm-hmm. and uh and she brought these you know it it so so i guess she had Uh, her comfort food you know like I know that she was really into comfort food because this was her escape from her situation too. you know like she she came from an abusive family and and her mother passed when she was six So there's just like this really bad memories that she had in her and food was her escape and uh, because she was poor a lot of canned food like canned meats and things like that Mm -hmm. were were uh, like expensive there yeah. you know like american canned like uh corned beef and hash and like spam all of these things were like luxury like like indulgences for her wow. and so when she brought them yeah and so when she brought them to the states this was how she indulged in in this was how she kind of grounded herself and comforted herself um when she came to america and i and i noticed that when she would share her ingredients with me i like I was so receptive because I wasn't a picky eater at all and I loved tasting her food and I remember just being really blown away by this one, um, this is the memory, she made a yolky egg sandwiches. Mm. So she would just fry an egg, it was super simple, super cheap. She would fry an egg and put a, a little bit of pepper and some salt and then she would turn it over to kind of seal the egg in, the egg yolk in, and then she would sandwich it between two soft white pieces of bread. And, and the soft bread was like a luxury to her, too, because this was something that she didn't have growing up. And then she would squeeze ketchup, like so much ketchup on top of the sandwich. <laughs> and then she would sit me on her lap and feed me the sandwich from a plate, like cutting it with the side of a fork. Oh and I I would just grow with anticipation, waiting for this yolk to just pull out and, you know, like spill over spill into the plate and it's ketchup and we would sop it up with the side of the fork and we would take turns, you know, biting from biting from the sandwich. And, and I was just, that was the first time I remember craving something, you know, mm. like, like craving and being impatient while it fried and being impatient while she cut it. And like, you know, she would take a bite and I would be impatient. And, you know, like I really wanted my bite, you know? Yes. And so there was this bonding that was happening in that moment. And mm-hmm. she, like, she told me later, like, I really loved how much you loved my food, you know, like how much I didn't judge her food, you know, mm. like this was her identity, you know, this 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 stuff that she came back to share and nobody else in the family really accepted it, except for me. And there was this bonding that happened because of that, you know, and so, I don't know. So I, so that is my memory of like loving food. And I feel like I kept that with me forever. You know, like I've always like, just appreciated it more than anything else, you know. Like, and I think, um, and I think, you know, like baking, baking, getting into this, getting into, getting into this rhythm in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, cooking. Uh, it it's just become my safe space. Mm-hmm. It's become a place where I can um, kind of tune out the rest of the world. Yeah. Um. And 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 be really self-reflective. And I think that as as a uh, as a sensitive person, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think anybody who cares about self-care and about emotional and mental health figures out quickly early on in their life, you know, how to create a safe space for themselves, you know, and how to tap into that constantly. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was for me, that was food. That was the kitchen. That was art. You know, that was anything where I could express myself, mm-hmm. because I I didn't necessarily have that that space to express myself, um, in, in in the family uh, social environment that I grew up in, and 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 so I saw early on that there there was no conflict about me being in those spaces, um, and so it, it was just an easy kind of move into into cooking you know no one challenged me and um and I think and I think I mean there's just a a lot going on there with like women being in the kitchen and you know that being um a a place I think I think what's important to take from it what I've taken from it is that women are so resourceful you know like we are given these cramped spaces you know like we're given little spaces um, uh, to kind of navigate and, you know, places where say, like, okay, that's, that's okay for you to exist. And we take it and we make it into something that's so empowering, you know, like something that is transformative for, for us. Yes. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's kind of what I see like happening a lot, you know, like I see that happening in, uh, in, 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 in social media spaces, you know, like women carving spaces, for themselves and and I think, okay, so the book is called Black Girl Baking and it's inspired by the hashtag black girl magic. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's what that hashtag is doing, you know, like it's carving space for black women to kind of exist and appreciate ourselves and reflect together like collectively. And I think that, you know, like I just watch, you know, all of us kind of carve these spaces for us to just be and like explore ourselves and discover who we are and like love on ourselves, you know? And, um, and yeah, so, so I think, you know, it, it's just, it's just, you know, we're making magic and everybody's in their own lane, but we're all looking at each other and, 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 and being inspired by each other. Yes,
0: I loved, <laughs> I loved hearing that. I loved hearing that because, it's important that we touch on all these different things. And I was writing down um, just some key points that I wanted to circle back on with you because um, what stuck out for me with you was how unapologetic you've been about sharing not only your love for food, um, your talent for photography, but also naming your book black girl baking. When I saw that, I was like, yes, like this needs to be on shelves. And I want to talk a little bit. We're going to circle back to the whole um, self-care, self-reflection while in the kitchen, because I think that's important. But I also want to talk about representation in the food space. Um, What kind of made me cling to you and your work is that you look like me and that you are a woman of color and it's rare that we see women of color in the food space um, and really doing what they love. I mean, black women have been in the kitchen and cooking and making magic with their hands in regards to food for ever. And I wanted, mm. I wanted to talk with you just about the the history of black women in the kitchen and also... Yeah how the represent how you want your work to be seen as a woman of color and how important the representation is to you um d- did you get any pushback from anyone about naming the book something very it's it's very to the point black girl right. baking how was that for you and and how did that all come to fruition for you
1: um well the idea came to me uh back in 2016 um and and the goal with it was to right. it was representation mm-hmm. i felt like i wanted to kind of claim i I wanted to claim the space i wanted to feel pride in the space and i wanted to say you know that we don't have to do things in this standard way yeah. you know to be to be to be uh, to be celebrated, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess that that that's what it really is about. I, I don't feel, I feel like recipes and things like this, um, they're so rigid, you know, they're so rigid, and they're so, they don't allow for creativity and 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 flexibility and um, just being being ourselves, you yeah. know. I I feel like I look at a lot of um, African recipes, you know, Mm -hmm. and I see, I see so so many similarities in the way that we think about ingredients. You know, there's so much creativity, there's so much self-expression, there's so much movement and rhythm and, 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 and and it's not kind of like, you know, polished down to this thing that somebody can take and, and like translate in their own space. And like, you know, we're not measured by that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that I, I wanted to open that conversation up I wanted to talk about the beauty of being you know being expressive in the kitchen you know the beauty uh, the the magic that happens there without without having this conversation with you know a a, a white person in their kitchen you know like I I wanted to talk to 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 black people because I also I noticed that when I speak to a lot of You know a lot of black cooks they're Mm -hmm. like oh I cook I don't bake you know Mm -hmm. baking is so Mm -hmm. it's so rigid it's so scientific it's all of these things and Mm -hmm. and I feel like I wanted to make it accessible you know like I wanted to say we don't you know like why why though because there's so much beauty to be gained there's so much help in therapy and like you know like is so much going on in that space. You know, when I think about needing bread and how much that can relax me and just Mm -hmm. bring me in in, and make me feel in touch with my body and make me appreciate the moment and like release, you know, a lot, lots of anger, you know, like things like this. I, I feel like people should have access to that. People should know that that exists and that, you know, that, that's another area that we can, that we can get in and like, and 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 take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to, and that's why the book is is sectioned by the senses because I want to move away from the recipe, and I really encourage people to kind of think about food not in 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 such a like like I need to measure and weigh and all of these things because my grandma didn't do that, you know what I mean? And yeah. she fed us, and it was delicious, and it was all of these, you know, like it it it, it was beautiful just as it was, you yes. know, and it didn't require, you know all of these other people signing off on it and saying that it was worthy, you know? And so, and, and so it just, I think black women, we have, we are challenged every day with the reality that we have to kind of live up to this other person's standard, you know, Mm -hmm. and navigate in this other person's world. And I just feel like, no, we don't, you know, like, and, and I kind of, and I kind of wanted to, to, step out and, and, and and encourage people to, to, to follow their own path, to do their own, to do it their own way and to do, have their own journey and not be apologetic about that journey. Because I think that we're all very similar and all going through this same process, you know, and, and, and how are we going to find beauty in ourselves? If we are so caught up in what this person over there is doing when they don't understand what we're even going through, you Mm -hmm. know, when they don't understand, you know, the, the 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 traumas and all of these things and all of these um they they can't understand it so we we have to make our own dialogue you know we have to make our own conversation we have to make our own standards you know there, there, it's important that we we have that conversation it's important that we stop measuring ourselves against against something that we're not and, and we won't be. And, and to find love and beauty and, 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 and it's like the magic, mm-hmm. right, within, within ourselves and whatever it is we're doing, own that and, and keep building on that.
0: My morning routine normally consists of trying to get up a little early before the kids, getting my self-care silence in, drinking a cup of coffee or tea, and washing my face, and just having a moment. There are a lot of great ways to start your day. Maybe you eat a nice healthy breakfast or meditate, but what about starting with making up your bed? Now, that doesn't really work for me because my husband is not up when I'm up, but when you make your bed in the morning... It starts a chain of daily successes. And I know this because when we are up together and we do make our beds right upon rising, I feel like the day does get off to a fresh start. What I love most about Brooklinen sheets is that I am more excited to walk in the room and see a freshly made bed with their beautiful sheets and offerings on them. The high quality sheets are great and at a low price. Their sheets are soft and well made, which you can't beat. And for the price, it is wonderful quality. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. They offer all luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen also offers a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for your lounging needs, like their classic cool and crisp timeless with a matte finish, luxe sateen buttery smooth cotton sheets, or my favorite, the linen, which is airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. Needless to say, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so Confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code HeyGirl only at BrookLinen.com. BrookLinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Again, that's promo code HeyGirl only at BrookLinen.com for 10% off your first order. I just know that this book is going to touch so many young black girls. And I wish I had a black girl baking book sitting in the store when I was, you know, younger <laughs> because I I didn't fall in love with food and cooking until I was in my early 20s. And my mom mm-hmm. and I, like, she tried to show me, like, how to cook? She was very much like measure this, measure. It, you know, it was like I want you to measure this and measure that, and very by the book, right? right. And I, right. I hated it. I'm like, I just want to play. <laughs> I just like, can we play? Can we right. have some fun oh in the gosh, kitchen? Yes. And she would kind of reprimand me like you need to do this right or it's not going to taste right and it was just not fun like i did not have a fun first time cooking experience food experience with my mother but i did have a fun experience in my early 20s with my friend denisio and she is a liberian american woman who taught me how to play in the kitchen who told me i don't use recipes I feel my way around yes. the kitchen, I taste my way around the kitchen, and I I sprinkle a little here and I sprinkle a little there and I add a little here and there and I I let my body and my tongue and my taste tell me when the dish is complete. And I was like, that is how I want to move through the kitchen. And ever since then, that is how I move through the kitchen. And now as an almost 30 year old woman who's been playing in the kitchen for a little while. I mean, I'm no chef, but when I'm in the kitchen, I love tasting my way around. And if I do see a recipe that I like, I can tweak it to my own liking. Yes, And that is what is special to me about food and about people of color in the food space is that, yeah, there's a right way to do things. And of course there's a wrong way to do things, but there's also a love way to do things. And when you love what you're Mm -hmm. doing, and you're tasting what you're doing. You're feeling what you're doing. It can make magic. And Black Girl Baking is going to be that foundation for so many women coming after us, Jarrell that you're not even going to believe it when, when you wake up one day. And you're going to have messages and emails <laughs> and at book signings. Your, your book is already shifting and changing the narrative for us. And that is so special. And I just want to extend gratitude to you for creating this book the way you created it. And um, also, you know, I think it's really great that I want to talk about your partner too in a second, that you are creating plant based options as well. So I love that your book is diverse in that way. Can you talk about how you met your love and when you started cooking for him and how that's shifted how you move around the kitchen because of him being vegetarian?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, well, we met when I was in Dallas Mm -hmm. and, um, we were in the same neighborhood and, um, I, and and when I met him, like I, I knew one of the first things he told me was that he was a vegetarian. And I remember feeling just, just blown away by that Mm -hmm. because I think, a black, seeing a black man, you know, like meeting a black man and, and, and it's just so rare that, that I see a black man that is thinking about his diet, you mm-hmm. know, thinking about his diet and thinking about cutting meat from his diet mm-hmm. because my dad was, is so, um, is so, it, it, it the meat is wrapped up in his masculinity, yeah. you know, wow. that, that, and, and his, and his identity, you know, wow. like I think a lot of black men associate, you know, their these these foods with with who they are and how strong they are and how powerful they are Mm. and so to find someone who was able to release that made me made me see him as someone who was not ashamed of his of of his of his sexuality not ashamed of you know who he was like he was he was just proudly who he was and Mm -hmm. he thought about his body and his health in 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 this way that i i sometimes thought about it too you know and it was just like wonderful to be able to have a conversation with a black man with somebody that looked like me mm-hmm. a, a, about about you know about extending our lives longer and about taking care of ourselves you know oh, and about that is um, so
0: dreamy yeah
1: <laughs> it, like, it was it was really and he was better at it than me at the time because I mean I wasn't I was I used to be a vegan but I was not a vegan when I moved to Dallas like mm-hmm. I wanted to eat Everything, you know, yeah. and I didn't want to limit myself to anything because I felt like I wanted to learn and write this blog and all this stuff. And, and, uh, this is when I finally started to be able to shop for my own ingredients because I used to be a college student and I, you know, was on a meal plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really exploring and I didn't want to be limited. But then I met him and, you know, I saw the way that he was eating and it was, it, it was very plain to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was very, um, like he had like three staples that he would recycle through all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just thinking, you know, like he ate specifically for nutritional, you know, qu- content, you know, like he ate specifically just for, you know, like, uh, like protein and things like this, because yeah. this, is, this is how he thought about his body. And I was so wrapped up in how things tasted, you know, yeah. like I wanted, you know, to bring this you know, like experience to the table mm-hmm. and um, I didn't care about how many calories something had. Right. And so there was that that tension. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily a tension, but there was that conversation, you right. know, where it's just right. like, well why <laughs> why don't you like sweets and like why don't you eat these things and like let me let me show you what I know. Mm-hmm. And so there was that that I don't know, like he was fascinated, you know, like by by the way that I could take something that was just plants and vegetables and make it something that he was excited to eat and i loved that
0: challenge yeah
1: and so it just became something something that we shared you know like i i would i would you know go into the kitchen and 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 just like be free in there mm-hmm. and come out with something that he you know it, it just transformed from what his typical you know version of that might've been. And, and, and it was, and it was
0: fun. <laughs>
1: what is his favorite
0: it, meal that you cook? His favorite plant-based meal? Oh my gosh. You got to ask him. <laughs> what is your favorite plant-based meal that you cook for him? Well, he
1: really likes, like, I, I, like he gets super excited about, um, about breakfast. Like, yes. I, w- I used to make like migas and like, you know, a lot of Tex-Mex things mm-hmm. because that was, kind of how we bonded to like guacamole. <laughs> it's very simple, but yes. it's just like you get the right ingredients and you make it taste, you know, like you, you play with it until it's the right balance of everything, like the right lime lime amount and all of that. and, and, and
0: you Just make it feel pretty, good. It's
1: pretty simple to please, yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's just, it's just about, you know, like you have to have the texture, like I put pumpkin seeds on it or maybe, Ooh. you know, just some balsamic like a a reduced balsamic vinaigrette and, and that gives it like a nice tang and um, then like crunchy raw onions.
0: That sounds amazing. That sounds good. I'm taking notes. (laughs) I'm taking notes. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we're going to wrap up here in a second, but I want to circle back to um, two things. What brings you peace in the kitchen when you're cooking for yourself? cooking just for yourself and what does your self-care look like when you've had a really hard day, but you want to fill yourself up with some good food?
1: Oh, those are really good questions. Um, so my, at, at, at the end of a day, at the end of the day, um, I love crushed tomatoes, like, like crushed peeled tomatoes. Um, simmered with you you cut a, a white onion and uh, you you can leave the the roots on it, um, but just remove the the skin um, cut a white, white a white onion in quarters um, and then add a couple of uh, either olive oil or a couple tablespoons of butter and salt with crushed red pepper flakes and and letting that simmer for for a while and then folding that into almost a little bit overcooked, not al dente, I, I'm not too fond of al dente pasta, but, but uh, fold that into uh, the sauce and kind of let that boil a little bit so that the sauce, um, so that the noodles absorb um, the sauce. Mm-hmm. And then that, like that, just really simple, I think pasta is, <laughs> is a comfort. Um, it's something that you could just put on the oven, put on the stove, and and it cooks itself. You know, like it, you don't have to think too hard about it, and and you can go and and like take a bath. I take baths all the time. So if I put that on the on the oven, if I put that on the stovetop, then I go and I um, take a bath and like have a glass of wine, and literally soak for like an hour <laughs> while that's working, and then fold it together. It's just simple. Like I like simple things, yeah. and and the ingredients that you use are important, you know, the quality of them.
0: And then, and then how much love and anticipation there is for it, Mm. I guess. Yes. No, I like that. I like that word anticipation. I like that. And then for your other question, what does, Um, what does self-care look like in the kitchen for you when you've had a hard day? I know you mentioned, you know, kneading bread was something that um, made you feel in touch with yourself, with your body. It helped you release anger Is there anything else that you do in the kitchen that brings you peace and calm?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, like while kneading bread is is wonderful, and I think it's it's a practice. And and I decide this is what I want to do because this is how I feel. I think a lot of times when I do enter the kitchen space, I'm I'm inspired. You know, Mm. like I I don't usually I don't always enter it angry. You know, lately I've been inspired and excited. And so I it, it looks like me literally thinking of an idea. Like I write it down and I say this would taste so great. It sounds really great. I love the way that it rolls off my tongue mm-hmm. and I can imagine all of the colors in it or all of the layers. And so it's 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 almost like building building a piece. You know, it's it's like as if I was approaching a painting. You mm-hmm. know, like let me gather My ingredients are imagine what I want it to feel like. And and I hold that, you know, I hold that before I go in there. And I think this is going to be wonderful. And then it's just a matter of pulling all the right colors, you know, or essentially the right ingredients together. And and it looks crazy. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm literally flying through the kitchen, you know, (laughs) just grabbing pots and pans and and it could be a catastrophe, you know, but, and then I'm like, what did I do with this? Needs something creamy. Let me grab. And then I'm Mm -hmm. underneath the cabinets and I'm in everything and and, and it's and it's and it's a beautiful mess but you know like it's it is that it is like me making this concoction where I like find, I have my little rules I know oh well this bread needs a leavener and what will be my leavener and you know like these kind of substitution things but ultimately it's about feeling right it's about like having this rhythm working through it thinking oh I need this like at the at, 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 at the at a moment's notice and then I grab, you know, like a spice or something like this. And I don't know what it is, it's playing. I'm completely, the whole process is playing mm-hmm. and I'm happy. And that, I think that happiness that it generates in me is my therapy, you mm-hmm. know, that like not caring about anything, not caring about how messy something is or like, you know, having put out all of my ingredients in the beginning, you know, like how they say, Oh, you know, set out your ingredients, measure everything in the beginning. Yeah. There's none of that that happens here. <laughs> Why? I tell people to do that? Because I, because as a teacher, you know, I I understand that maybe people aren't there yet, and yeah. I I want people to have. I I don't want people to get so caught up and like stressed out before they even have a good time. Yeah. So I I do say, you know, like if if it will make your process easier and funner, like have everything measured, you know, and then get lost in the process. But my process is 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 a beautiful mess, I think, and and I think. I mean, I I wish that everybody thought that this was like that because it is, like it is fun. Like you you really don't care, you right. know, and you don't you're you're not caring about the way that the product ends because you went in with this intention to have fun. You went in with this intention to make something, and while you might fail at making it you still there's you almost challenged to try it again you are like, okay I see it I see that this didn't arise well this didn't happen and you're not so sad about it because right. you had so much fun doing it right. and now you know how to go forward the next time and 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 usually I think that that eliminates a lot of like um recipe testing time because you're you're trusting your body the whole time you kind of trusting this rhythm you're trusting oh your tastes you know and and your imagination too and i think all of that wrapped in is
0: is the therapy itself so cheers to playing in the kitchen that's a great way to end (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome cheers Cheers. (laughs) um before we go please let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can buy your new book
1: you can you can find me on instagram at chocolate for basil uh and my website is chocolateforbasil.com. uh black girl baking is available wherever books are sold
0: oh my goodness Jarrell thank you so much for being on the show thank with me this it. was wonderful Oh, I'm so happy. That's you're fun.
1: awesome. <laughs> you're awesome also. Well, Love thank, everything
0: you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And we will we will talk soon. Good luck with everything. Hey girl is a member of the District Productive Network. Produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai.